Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha. Happy Thursday, you guys. Happy Jupiter Day, the day of growth, abundance, and optimism, to be honest. Really happy, really get creative with learning and trying something new and all of that good stuff. So, um, and also, I like to use this day for like great abundance because I feel like manifestations work very well on Jupiter Day world. Um, Thursday. But anyway, I'm doing a quick episode again um, right before I start work because I just kind of want to talk with you guys. I just want to go ahead and say things that are on my heart. And I just think, I don't know, it's like this new... Pluto and Aquarius just has me really looking at things in a different light. And I also wanted to mainly talk about this thing um, when it comes to relationships as well. Because I think this is a good way to kind of open your mind regarding some things. I know it's a little scientific and stuff um, because it is based on research, of course. Um, but I just thought it was very interesting. I, I, I just wanted to share it with you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoy it too. My cat must have just saw some, she just went running out of the room to go look in the other window of the house. But, um, (laughs) yeah, that's what the, if you hear like bells and stuff, those are my cat scholars, (laughs) but yeah. Um, so first I'm going to start off, uh, with, Um, if you are looking for any Mother's Day gifts or any gifts in general, um, I have a beautiful crystal shop, uh, that has high quality crystal pendants, um, as well as high quality wire wrap that I do. Um, I have an Etsy shop called Alari Sky Jewelry. I currently have 5% off of everything. So please take advantage of that while there is, um, you know, um, there is some really high quality jewels up there, especially Amatrina. I just, I know I keep saying it, but that is like the lead thing that's attracting even more so over the, uh, green Apophyllite for right now. And, um, that blue kyanite, all of those, they're going to be gone soon. I feel it. Like I said, whenever there's like that much traffic on one of them, they just sell. So, uh, the Moldavite is now gone. I don't, know if I'll have any more because most of the pieces that I have are small. If I do do another piece of Moldavite, it's going to be in gold probably this time instead of silver. So be on the lookout for that if I do. Otherwise, I just got my gold wrap in. So I am going to be doing some creating soon. So be on the lookout because I have uh, been putting up a lot of silver lately. But now that my gold is here, I'm going to put up a few gold pieces a 14 year old filled at that. So yeah, a pieces wrapped in different kinds, uh, a copper one finally sold, which was amazing. Um, but it was, um, it's, uh, 100% copper, pure copper or antique copper, sterling silver, 14 K gold filled, um, and silver plated. Um, so yeah, so that's basically what that is. So if you want to take advantage of the sale, go to Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. That's A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry. Now, um, I hope everyone had a wonderful 
solar eclipse, new moon in Aries, I know for me, I made moon water. I know someone's probably like, why the fuck would you make moon water on the new moon, especially a solar eclipse? Okay, so you guys know that I practice medical astrology and I am really trying to move my life and how I take care of my health, my body and everything in that direction. And so um, I've tried everything else and other things that, you know, they're just not a fit for me. And I know as a Pisces moon, um, I do very well with um, like spiritual and or like like ancient medicine stuff that's very natural my body just really responds to it so that is obviously the route that I need to follow my body's telling me it wants something that's more related to closer to eating to basically like my ancestors like how we ate in the past like from the earth and all that stuff even crystal healing is huge for Pisces moons so again that's why I said I'm going to start a series regarding that because that's what I'm trying to do. So for me, because it was an Aries, um, and I did an episode on this before I go forward. I did an episode on this regarding different kinds of moon water. Uh, that was in my medical astrology book. So it's on season three. So I, I think it's like last year or either late last year. I think I did an episode on it. You just have to look for it. Cause I believe it's titled like moon water or something. And how, you know, you're you're just not making moon water on full moons when the moon's visible. So because the moon was in Aries and um, I've been having like, you know, like feeling a little like, like head issues, like the areas that Aries rules, um, that's the kind of water you want to make. And um, usually when it comes to the new moon... um, and especially a solar eclipse, it really, it triples the, the potency of that sign and the water. So I chose to do it and you have to make sure when it comes to a new moon though, or, um, slash, you know, that is that you do it when the moon is most potent, which I did. Uh, they only don't recommend you make a new moon water when the new moon is in its late stage. So I did it when the moon was most potent, especially the solar eclipse was the most potent. So um, it was most potent, I believe, like around six something my time PM to nine something my time. So I put the water in there um, around seven or eight in the window to get charged. And I just took it out. Um, and put it in the fridge so that I can sip on it and that way it's charged with the solar eclipse Aries moon to help um you know deal with some of the Arian qualities that I've been kind of feeling a little need, need some support put it like that and um and with that said because you know again Aries is a fire sign and fire's hot and dry so what is better to help cool and heal the Aryan, you know, little parts of the body by giving it nice cold water, right? So, yeah, you do the opposite to help fix that overly fire, the inflammation, all that stuff. So, okay, that's that's it for that. But let's go ahead and jump into this because I don't have that much time to really 
elaborate and I want to be as potent as I can with this because I think it's, again, interesting. So this is, um, I'm going to read the actual story from the book. This is my textbook for my class. And then I'll explain the different kinds of thinking that you have if you chose one or the other, right? So this is a book. um, This textbook is called Lifespan Human Development for Helping Professionals by Patricia Broderick and Pamela Blewett. So... Um, I'm going to read the example, and then before I talk, I want to give you guys a little bit of space to kind of assume who you think isn't going to work out. So I'm going to say, quote, because this this is an actual, I'm reading from the book. So, quote, it says, why at least for some does martial satisfaction decline? Let us consider three contemporary hypotheses about martial success breakdown for some possible answers. Imagine three hypothetical newlywed couples, the grays, the browns, and the greens. So make sure you remember those names. Mr. and Mrs. Gray are very much in love. Even when they are the presence of other people, they believe as if they see only each other. They are highly affectionate and romantic, and their courtship was a whirlwind of exciting events. The Greys believe that they are each other's soulmate, possessing few, if any, negative characteristics. They have no doubts about the happiness that awaits them in marriage. Okay, so that is the first couple. Now, the second couple is the Browns. Oh, and unquote. (laughs) Now, quote again. The Browns are also an affectionate couple. Their view of each other, however, is not quite as rosy as that of the Greys. Their engagement period was a long one because both husband and wife worked to save up enough money to buy a house. Shortly after the wedding, Mrs. Mrs. Brown noticed that her husband was becoming less willing to part with any of his income for furniture or other items for the house that she considered important. This has already become a source of tension in the marriage, unquote. That's the second couple. Now the third and last couple, quote, the Greens met each other through an online dating website because each was having difficulty meeting eligible romantic partners. Mrs. Green was very insecure in social, in social situations and worried constantly that she would never find a husband. Mr. Green did not want to get married so soon, but he consented because he was afraid that he might lose his chance. Their courtship was a rocky one from the start, unquote. So I want to ask you guys, out of those three couples, the Grays, the Greens, and the Browns, who do you think out of all of them would be more most likely to divorce? I'll give you a second. And there is no right or wrong answer. It's just based on different types of um, ways of thinking. So I'm going to kind of elaborate. So again, it said the grays were basically this very affectionate, lovey-dovey, open 
couple that just believes they are soulmates and just loves each other and had an amazing, you know, engagement and everything like an amazing whirlwind to their relationship. Nothing went wrong, right? The the um the greens on the other hand, they met on, you know, an online dating site um Oh no, not the greens. Is that right? Yeah, the, I meant the Browns. I'm sorry. Uh, the Browns are also an affectionate couple, but again, their relationship hasn't been very like perfect, like the Grays. Like their engagement period was long because they didn't have the funds to really have a wedding. They had to save up a lot of money, which is not a bad thing. Uh, I think it, to me, it's really smart, to be honest. <laughs> And, um, but the issue with that though, is that, um, eventually Mr. Brown, he wanted to use his money for other things and didn't want to use money for the furniture for the house. Like Mrs. Brown wanted to. So it's kind of like he was more stingy with his income. And so that's been like their tension of their marriage. And then for the greens, again, they met online, um, you know, the Mrs. Green was very insecure. Mr. Green didn't really want to get married. Um, not the Marian type, but he chose to marry her anyway because he didn't, he felt that he may not get another chance, you know. And so everything was quite rocky from the get-go. So which couple did you choose? So if you chose the Greys as the most likely to divorce... This is called a disillusionment model of thinking. And this can be right. And I know everyone was like, I know people might be like, huh, they're the most ones that have no issues. But that's just it, right? Like I said, there's no right answer. You can look at this in many different ways. But it makes sense. And to me, I feel like the grays are the epitome of the world we live in today regarding relationships marriages, courtship in general. If you look at a lot of the things, especially social media, dude, social media has been, I don't know, but there's some light coming in that bitch, (laughs) but I'll get on that later. So the disillusionment model means that if you chose the grays, hypothetically, it would basically say that the grays in a way live in like this illusion of every your their marriage, their relationship will just be constantly perfect. Meaning that the second that trouble starts or something is not perfect, they're going to be quick to jump ship because in their minds, a relationship and a, um, you know, it's, it's supposed to be perfect. Like this is like a Disney movie fucking fantasy kind of perfect that's very unrealistic right and so again the the disillusionment model means that basically if you if you think like that you see how the flaws can affect that relationship meaning that these people again are living in illusion that their marriage their relationship whatever will remain perfect for the rest of their lives and so they will struggle when any kind of tension or anything comes because they're thinking, oh, well, this isn't what marriage is supposed to be. You know, what happened to the old times? Why aren't we happy and all this stuff all the time, right? So 
that is the main source, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the answer. If you chose like the other ones, um, so there's a maintenance hypothesis too, where uh, a number of, uh, you know, studies have shown that, uh, people like partners can choose to maintain positive views of their partners, um, despite negative experiences. So they know how to, because sometimes it's not the person and when it comes to a marriage or relationship, it's not the person that's doing the bad thing. Sometimes just situations present shitty. Sometimes, sometimes you are just throwing things as a, as a couple that, just can really cause tension in the marriage. I mean, I know my fucking marriage isn't perfect and me and my husband have had boulders like so much thrown at us and you know, it hasn't been easy. We get in arguments. We, you know, we get stubborn and all that stuff sometimes and all that, but we, we eventually just learn that it's not us all the time. Like, of course, if it is something that we have inflicted, we take responsibility for that. But a lot of the time it's situational stuff that's kind of out of our control. And that's when you kind of need each other the most. Like that's when you really need to kind of lean on your partner and not assume and play victim that, oh, it's all your fault that everything's going wrong. Because it's not anyone's fault all the time. Sometimes, again, it's just the situation and what's presenting. We have had a lot of things, especially of recent, that could have destroyed a marriage. But we managed to really water each other and nourish each other each other the best that we can and just tell each other we're going to be good we you know we'll pray together sometimes he's not really religious I am um I just like to pray I'm very spiritual as well I'm like as I call myself a spiritual Christian to be honest so I'm very spiritual and he's like he gets weirded out by it which is crazy because he's a Scorpio he's very and he's really He's like half water, half earth as far as like his elements. And um, I just think it's interesting, you know, but also he has a lot of earth in there. So, you know, earthy is more, you know, he's he says he's someone who has to see to believe. So very logical. <laughs> Excuse me. On the other hand, I'm the opposite. You know, I really I really believe wholeheartedly that. Like the scripture in the Bible says, we need to focus on what we can't see more than what we can see because what we can see is temporary. So, um, yeah, but that's just that's just me. But, um, yeah, so you can, you know, that maintenance hypothesis um, comes in handy when, you know, you have that situation because you just don't want to be downing your partner, especially when they're not doing nothing. They're just trying to live and do their best as well and, you know, take the situation out of it as it is because we all can really react to a situation in different ways and that can cause the person to sometimes inflict blame on that person because the way they're handling it and then the other one is called um let's see yeah another perspective for martial breakdown is social exchange and behavioral theories so quote saying purpose that increases problems and mounting conflicts gradually escalate to overwhelm the originally uh positive perception spouses held for each other so yeah so this is like basically when um uh, you know like as a couple when things are just like just going shitty and again how people react and how they express themselves and how 
they behave can really change how the, you know, couple looks at it, right? So, like, if, let's say, like, things are happening and let's say, like, for example, let's say my husband, um, how can I, how can I, uh, let's just say, I don't know, let's say the wall or something, a pipe bursted in the house, water is pouring through, and let's say, like, my husband gets home and he's like, you fucking idiot, this is all your fault. You you know, like, you just don't take care of the house, you this and that. This is just very shitty and just starts exploding and blowing up on me anytime things go bad. Okay, so that would be an example of <laughs> the behavioral theory where it's just like things, let's say, that happened, that built up, and now that we have to spend a lot of money to replace it, call people to fix it he's at his wit's end and he just explodes in such a negative kind of way to the point where it starts to, if he's doing that constantly, every time something bad happens, it it will eventually change my view of him. Cause I'm going to be like this, this is the man I don't want to be with. I don't want to be with someone that just degrades me and calls me names and blames me and just behaves in such a nasty, you know, angry, explosive kind of way. Like, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't want that around me all the time. I wouldn't want that around the kids. I want none of that stuff, you know? And so, um, yeah. So that's kind of like how it goes. But to me, I feel like, and I can only speak from an uh, American culture because I am American. I really think we are within that illusion of thinking that, a relationship can't work if everything is not perfect. And to me, this is the reason why there is so many failed relationships and marriages now because people have this whole kumbaya vision of a relationship needs to be perfect. That is just not how it works. <laughs> Life isn't perfect, right? We are not perfect. We are human beings. And so for you to hold and just completely always jump ship or leave or ghost when things aren't going right, that is just very sad because it just shows like, especially if it's a marriage, because we have to say those words for better or for worse, right? For better or for worse, meaning that you're going to love each other and stick with each other through the good and the bad, not they don't say for better and just move on in sickness and in health you know i saw something the other day where it just broke my fucking heart where someone literally put on a forum because they felt so hurt and lost and wanted everyone's advice it's a public forum so that's the only reason why i'm saying this that she was diagnosed with cancer and she was with her boyfriend for years I want to say like five this either five or seven years this man and it just like makes me want to cry thinking about it because I would hope this could never happen I I just I I literally didn't think I I don't know maybe that's just my heart But this man, he went to the hospital with her and everything. And he was like, 
we're going to get through this. We're going to fight together. I love you. You're going to make it. I'll be with you this whole time, holding your hand, taking care of you, comforting her. Because, of course, this isn't an easy diagnosis. Okay. The next day, she was at home. He had to go to work. She was calling him, trying to talk to him, texting him, nothing. Okay. Goes through all the way to nighttime, no response, nothing. It's on read, but no response. She tries to get a hold of him through social medias. Nothing, shows he's online, re- on, left on read, no response. Eventually, at the time when she posted it, it had been two weeks, going on three weeks, and her boyfriend has literally ghosted her, will not return her calls, will not return her texts, will not come by her house, nothing. He pretty much jump shipped out of the relationship. That is just heartbreaking because he told her all the things that a supportive spouse or not spouse, but partner would say to someone with such a devastating diagnosis, but then yet you leave her when she needs you the most because now your relationship is no longer the good, right? Everyone knows that how, what it, what it's like to. I mean, we don't, we don't all know, but we know what it somewhat ensues. Like I've, you know, I only know this mainly because, um, my father-in-law, um, passed away from it and it, it was not an easy ride at all. And so it's, it's heartbreaking. It takes a lot of work and love and patience to really be with someone through that and really support them through that and to just oh I gotta you know because I'm I'm literally like my eyes are watering to just leave somebody when they need you the most it's just sickness and it's just selfish and no compassion no empathy on what this person that you said you loved for five to six years isn't just like a six month relationship. This is five to six fucking years. And you leave them when you need them the most. Like that is so heartbreaking to me. And it's just like that is the reason why I feel like relationships and marriages are taking such a huge nosedive. And and when I say that you you know, work with each other through the good and the bad. I'm not saying through toxic bullshit. I'm not saying to fight for someone who's fucking 5,000, you know, women, men, whatever. You know what I mean? If someone is just fucking around on you all the time, you're not changing that. You know, that is actually the one thing from Christian view. That is the one thing that is open to a divorce is when your husband or wife is not faithful. And I get, you know, like some people make mistakes and someone work on it and that's fine. If that's like a one and done thing, 
I, I understand it, it depends on the person. Um, again, you know, it, it just really depends on the person. Some, some people choose to fight through that one time and I'm not, I'm not, um, judging that. But if the person, if you, if they've done it once and let's say you've already worked on it, or even if they've never done it before and they're continuously cheating with, it just keeps cheating. Get out of there. (laughs) You're not, you're not going to help this person. This person shouldn't have been married or in a relationship in the first place, as well as abuse. Do not stay in a marriage where your fucking ass is being kicked. I did this and it, it cost me a lot of trauma. Um, a lot of, a lot of trauma, um, that I had to do a lot of healing from and change myself to make sure that I never accept that again. Um, and it can be all kinds of abuse. It doesn't have to be physical because mine wasn't like necessarily all of that it was mainly like emotion. It was, it was all of it, but mainly psychological, emotional, and some physical. And I stayed and that was like my a prior engagement. I stayed in that bullshit for years, you guys, years because I was so naive and I let him basically get in my head like you know every time I try to leave it was oh leave like everyone else everyone always leaves me and I would feel guilty because I'm like well if I could just help him and save him like this whole fucking savior complex and I can fix him kind of bullshit very very Pisces and Virgo which I have you know Pisces moon Virgo Venus (sighs) don't waste your time because they don't change. And unless they, you know, like you, I had to leave, I had to get out of there for him to change himself, which I'm glad now that the, the wife he has now is living a blissful life. Cause he never had to put hands on her. He never, I mean that I know of, to be honest, because like, you know, of course, um, I don't get into their, like, I don't ask about their relationship, but one time he made a snide comment, um, because we do have kids together. He made a snide comment about, oh, I don't, I didn't have to lay hands on her or whatever. And I was like, well, good for you. You know, good for you. Like, I know I'm not letting this motherfucker say, basically say that it was because of me that I had to be abused like you can fuck off with that shit like that would have gotten to me if I was like before I worked on myself but I by then was like bitch no no it's just because you're a weak ass man who doesn't know how to handle his emotions and needs therapy right so that had nothing to do with me but anyways I digress but um just know that again none of these answers were the right answers but just be aware of what it what it takes to make a relationship and a marriage work. And the other thing I wanted to say is we need to stop getting advice from people who and I'm not saying like they can this this might sound kind of mean and I hope not. I don't I don't mean it to be in that intention. I mean it to be just be smart and really discern correctly on who you get advice from. 
Meaning that there is a lot of shit on social media of girls and guys giving relationship advice. And number one, they have never even been engaged. Number two, they have never had a successful relationship. Number three, they have never been married. Like, how are you going to give advice on marriage? If you've never been married, how can you give advice on getting the ring if you've never gotten the ring? How will you give advice on relationships if you have never had a successful long relationship? Like these are people literally getting money, paying pe- people paying them to tell them about their relationship. Oh, excuse me. And how to get how to get a man to marry you and all this stuff. And they don't even fucking know themselves because it, it's never happened to them. Please, you guys. This is the thing that's really been bothering me about social media. It's part of it. Of what I like to call grifters. There's spiritual grifters. There's fitness grifters. There is relationship grifters. Grifters of all kinds. And people are just throwing their hard-earned money at people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're basically using self-help books and basically telling you what they've read because they did never experience that. And to be honest, to give someone really good relationship advice, you have to have experience. Now for me, I remember my intention for this podcast was to be a relationship podcast. But then it's like it turned into like more astrology based and because that's just my passion and that's why I still you still find me giving me uh giving little bonus episodes of relationship stuff because I just I I think it's important to have you know we're human beings and we we need to connect. We need connection. And I just think it's important to Understand that relationships, they're not easy. They're not perfect, but you have to, it takes work. It just takes fucking work. And just stop giving your money to people who just don't fucking know what they're doing, please. Like, I know, that's like me. How can I put this? So that's like me trying to give you financial advice. And making money from it, mind you, without any credentials or any experience. And let's say I'm always broke, but I'm telling you how to, how to save your money, right? That just doesn't seem right to me. It just seems very manipulative and wrong. And you're, it's like a con person. Like, I'm not going to give you advice on something that I'm not, I don't have good experience on. I'm trying to learn that shit now. And unless for me to really like give my advice, I'd have to have some years under my belt of really, you know, like gaining and being successful and really understanding it. But I only stay in the realm of what I study and what I went to school for, which is, you know, like health, like psychological, mental health, astrology, crystals, and you know, and uh, relationships and stuff, because um, I have that experience, like, this, 
I mean, I was never married before this, but before the relationship with my husband, I was engaged to someone, engaged to be married. Um, all my relationships, except for one of them, were quite, they were long. I have long relationships because, granted, I can do some dumb things. And like I said, I overstayed in the last one, but I made sure to do everything that I could before I decided to leave this person. Because I know that, again, I treat my relationships where I want to nourish and really take care and really water my partner and make sure that, you know, I know he's not going to, a partner is not going to be hunky-dory all the time. Um, I know that they're going to have some issues to struggle with. And that's some issues that my last ex had was a lot of issues around being abandoned and all kinds of, a lot of issues that really he should have been seeing a counselor for. And I just wanted to make sure that I did everything that I could to support this person. But, you know, it wasn't reciprocated. Don't get me wrong. Like all of it wasn't terrible or nothing, but looking back, it just was a very toxic relationship. And, but I stayed there long. We were engaged. I was engaged to him within the first year. And you know, there was my intuition just didn't allow me to move forward with the wedding. I just felt I knew my intuition knew that I was in not this was not the person to marry. This is not the person to be my my, you know, forever person. And so I stayed engaged for years. And then eventually I just gave the ring back and I was like, I can't do this no more and left. And my relationship before that was like seven months. That's the shortest one. And that was, of course, in teenage years. But um, I just, I just always had long relationships and I would get good feedback about how supportive and loving and everything that I am. And I kid you not, this person even told me they're happy with who they're with, but they can't find no one that had everything I do. Cause I'm telling you, I, I'm comp- I compromise. I make sure to support my partner and what he loves and what he loves doing and really seeing them glow and really supporting their passions, really making sure you're, you know, like being just very like words of affirmation to them, you know, just loving them for them, flaws and all, you know what I mean? And that's hard to find nowadays. So when I come to you about this stuff, it's because I've had experience of not, I don't want to say successful, but being in a relationship for a long time, obviously, you know, means something that you're doing something right, kind of, or you're feeding into someone's bullshit. But I've never had a complaint that was a terrible girlfriend slash wife. So I just come with you with love and, and honesty and because I want everyone to be successful in relationships. So many people are lonely and you don't deserve to be lonely. Your person is out there. Don't settle because if I would have settled, I would have never met the man that I have today. And just know that it takes work to take care of relationships. So I got to go. I actually start work in five minutes. So I love you guys so much. And um, I guess I'll just do another mini episode about like, I guess kind of like how... Aquarius and Pluto has kind of opened my eyes to some things. I think that would be a very good episode to talk about. So I love you guys so much. Take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. I don't have any homework today. Bye.
So after work, I am going to fucking relax and chill. So love you guys so much. Take care. And I will be back eventually, like soon. So (laughs) this is not goodbye, of course. But again, if you're interested in buying any crystals for gifts or anything, please visit Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. That's A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry. Uh, Make sure you go to the search engine on Etsy.com and type in, go to the left uh, arrow and where it says find shop, type that in and type in my name and my name will pop up. So love you guys forever and take care.